Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. All we can be sure of is this. Zach Berry and Grayson Weir are hashtag not committed. I love a good train wreck. Hey, what up? This is Not Committed. I'm your host, Zach Berry. Joining me as always, Grayson Weir. You're here to, once again, talk 2023 quarterbacks. Um, earlier this week, one Chad Simmons put in an on three RPM prediction for a commitment for Jaden Rashada to pick Ole Miss. Um, went ahead and put that in. Uh, it's at a 50% confidence level, but uh, we'll get into the quotes of why Chad Simmons went ahead and logged the pick in for Rashada to pick the Rebels. But before we do that, welcome in Grayson. Grayson, good morning. Good morning, Zach. It's another beautiful, beautiful day here in Nashville, Tennessee, a little overcast, uh, but we have to make sure we get that, that weather report in off the jump. Absolutely. It's a, uh... Currently 54 here, um, a little chilly. Sun will come out. It'll start bucking its head here in a little bit. It'll uh, it'll warm up. But all right. So I said earlier this week it was yesterday. So we are recording this on a Thursday. It was Wednesday when um, on three's director of recruiting, Chad Simmons, put in a prediction for Rashada to pick Ole Miss. Um, we've mentioned him before on here. We've, uh, we've, he's been in the discussion. He, he has not been some guy that's out of nowhere or been on the peripheral. He has been in the conversation, um, in the on three consensus, he's the 58th overall player in the country, seventh best quarterback and the fifth best player in California. He is a four-star, um, Chad Simmons predicted him for the Rebels. Um, He said, quote, he loves the South as far as football development and competition. And Ole Miss checks all those boxes. He wants to visit Ole Miss in Miami in the next few weeks. And I'm sure Oregon is going to turn up the heat now that they didn't land Nico, referring to Nico Iamaliva. Chad went on to say, to me, his recruitment is going to boil, boil down to Ole Miss, Miami, Oregon, BYU, and UCLA but the rebel coaches have to like where they're at right now. All right. Just to break down the list there real quick. um, The Miami connection, just with his affinity for the South and the state of Florida in general, Um, the Mario Cristobal connection. He was at Oregon. He is now at Miami. And then um, the, I guess, pull for the South here. Um, I know sources say he likes the idea of playing in the SEC. And then also I mentioned he likes Florida. He was at one point going to transfer to IMG Academy um, after playing uh, at Liberty High School in Brentwood, California. And then once California said they were going to have a spring season due to COVID, they, you know, pushed back no season in the fall. Uh, He came back to Pittsburgh High School in California Played in the spring, and uh, as of now, I believe he is staying put in California, no longer going back to IMG. But 
Um, there are some familiarity, um, some connections there with the state of Florida. And then um, Oregon, obviously, still going to recruit him. They uh, are, like Chad said, probably going to really start to come after him now that I'm Oliva has committed to Tennessee. And then UCLA, obviously, with the, the home state connection, um, was in Brentwood, California, at Liberty High School. Um, and then BYU, um, his brother uh, is going to BYU. Um, so he, I believe, his brother's a year older than him. Um, so that kind of rounds out that list. Um, before I throw it to you, Grayson, he has unofficially visited Ole Miss twice. Last summer, he came in um, with his father. And then he also came back for a game in the fall. So he has been to Oxford. He's been to the, you know, he's been into, he's been in the stadium. He's seen a game, he's seen the facilities. He's met with Lane Kiffin, um, probably wanting to come back to meet with Charlie Wise Jr. Cause last time he was in town, it was Jeff Levy. Um, but yeah, I, you have to like the director of recruiting predicting the Jane Rashada will end up at Ole Miss, right? You do. I have a little bit of a bone to pick to Chad with Simmons here. And this is the, uh, the, the grammar journalist in me, he says the rebel coaches have to like where they're at right now. I can't stand when people use the, like that should say the rebel coaches have to like where they are right now, not where they're at. But anyway, I digress for Chad Simmons to pick Rashada to Ole Miss is obviously a very big move. Um, I think it might be a little bit early uh, in the, in the mix. I think for him to just kind of, do this overnight. Obviously he's very well sourced. He has a lot of connections and knows, you know, he's the on three director of recruiting. So he knows a lot about everything. Um, I think putting in a 50% prediction is fair, but I think it's also a little bit. I just don't think it's a real way of him coming out. If he wanted to predict Rashada to Ole Miss, he should have predicted Rashada to Ole Miss. I think putting in a 50% prediction is kind of putting one foot in one foot out saying that it's possible. It's likely. Sure. I, I think he could have been more definitive with his prediction. So I'm not going to lean into it too, too much because I think Oregon is very much going to, like he said, turn up the heat. I, I mean, you look at, they lost Robbie Ashford. Bo Nix won't be there long. They missed out on Nico. They need a quarterback. ASAP and Kenny Dillingham over there in Eugene knows that he needs a quarterback and Rashada is the number one guy on their list. So they're going to go hard after Rashada. They're going to throw the kitchen sink at him in terms of what they can offer across the board. And I think Rashada is going to ultimately come down to Ole Miss and Oregon. Um, with Oregon being that other 50% of Chad Simmons's prediction. I think it's going to be a, a very back and forth battle. Um, but assuming that this 50% prediction is correct and does go on to become a commitment, Rashada is a player that Ole Miss would love to have at quarterback. I mean, the biggest thing with him is that he's small. He's 6'4", about 175, maybe 185, depending on when he weighs in and how much he had to dinner for dinner the night before. But there's a lot of room to like get him in to a system like Ole Miss, have him sit for a year or two behind Jackson Dart, and put on upwards of 20 pounds of just pure lean muscle. 
And if you can have a guy who's 6'4", 205, 6'4", 215 even, who can run and move and break ankles and get out in front of people in open space like Rashada, that's a very, very valuable asset. I mean, he stands tall in the pocket. He's mobile enough to get out and avoid the rush. Would look really good in the RPO system. He doesn't really run RPOs as much as Ole Miss does in high school right now. Um, that's kind of the case with most high school programs across the country. They're kind of more diverse and less RPO focused, but he would look great in the RPO system. He gets the ball really quickly out of his hands, which is something Ole Miss likes to do with those quick uh, kind of running back, not wheel routes per se, but more running back flat routes where they push the guys out to the edges and you get them the ball quickly in space and let the offensive line clear the way. Rashada does a great job of getting his, the ball out of his hands quickly, has a ton of power, especially for someone who's, at, as of right now, underweight for a Division I quarterback. Um, incredible strength, will only get, continue to get stronger. Um, and the more that he continues to play, I think one of his big weaknesses right now is just kind of understanding coverages and perhaps reading a defense, going through progressions. It's something that can be very easily taught. And we've seen with a guy like Matt Corral, Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, and the staff that Lane Kiffin puts around him, whether that be a Jeff Lebby or a Charlie Weiss Jr. or the quarterback's coach or Daigie or you know whomever it may be, they do a very good job of breaking down defenses, teaching quarterbacks where to go with the ball, where to look when, which target to look for on what play, and then where to look from that point forward. Rashada needs to develop in that area. Um, he's very quick at getting the ball out, but a lot of the time he makes the wrong decision. And that's just a matter of him being young, needing time to develop. And if he gets to a system like Ole Miss, he would be a very significant ad that Ole Miss, I think we've talked about being willing to take one in the hand over two in the bush. If Rashada was to come out and say, hey, I want to come to Ole Miss, the Rebels are not going to say no. They're going to be thrilled to have him um, and then continue forward with their pursuit of the other guys, knowing that they already have Rashada in the bag. So if that happens, it would be a very big move who could be a very similar, um, not exactly the same as a Jackson Dart, but similar in size and stature and the ability to run RPOs with a big arm and a quick release. Uh, it would be a very seamless transition from a Jackson Dart to a Jaden Rashada, should that come to fruition? Yeah, I, I was going to touch on it, but you you mentioned it. I, I think the the frame is definitely catered towards adding some weight. Um, and for a guy that you know is probably one eighty five, um, still moves pretty well. Um, and the height is, is is what jumps off at you first. Just being able to stand tall in the pocket. Um, but watching some of his film before we hit the record button earlier, um, and I've seen him before, uh, the thing that jumps out to me is just he, he, he with ease can throw off platform and still be accurate. Um, I was telling you, it, it was kind of bugging me. I couldn't figure out who I would compare him to. And then I kind of hit me all of a sudden the mannerisms, 
the release, the the kind of way he moves around, evades pressure. Reminds me a lot of DTR at UCLA. Um, just a really quick, effortless motion, whips it out there, good RPMs on the ball. Um, but then he, he really throws a nice deep ball, good touch, um, and, and really good placement, putting it where the receiver and only the receiver can make the play. I think, um, like you said, I mean, they're not going to wait around for any one prospect. I think they like four. And then they'll just take, you know, first come, first serve. I mean, obviously, Arch Manning is the number one overall player in the country. Even though it doesn't look good for Ole Miss right now, they're still recruiting him. But after him, I think it's Vizina, Marcel Reed, and Jane Rashada. And any of those guys want to commit, Ole Miss is going to take it because I think they like all four of them good enough to take. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the the timeline of coming in, either sitting a year in redshirting or just playing in your four games, taking your red shirt. Um, is there because of the window of Jackson Dart playing two years, going to the NFL. Um, it sets up nicely for whoever wants to sign in this 2023 class to where you're not really thrust into the action early on as a true freshman. And you're not forced to be the guy immediately. You can take yeah. your time. You can sit on the clipboard. You can really take some diligent notes in the film room, work with the scout team, work, you know, get those second, third team reps, whatever it might be and then be ready to hit the ground running in uh, 2024 as a redshirt freshman or a true sophomore. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, like you said, a 50% confidence level from Chad Simmons, you know, not neither one of us are, you know, saying, wow, you know, what, you know, it's just 50%. So it's just, you know, a shot. No, like there's a reason he put the prediction in. Mm -hmm. if If it was, you know, well, it's 50-50 with Oregon. He could have held off. But I think right now with the connections that Lane Kiffin has in California, and then, look, we've talked about it at nauseum, but, you know, adding those USC staffers, Seth Dagey, Dane Stevens, um, I mean, that's big. Um, they have connections out there in California. They're, you know, I'm sure that they're familiar with Rashada. They recruited him. Um, so I think that it's a – huge feather in their cap right now in terms of the the arms race, if you will, literally and figuratively um, to find a quarterback. Cause this is a really deep class. Um, there's some really good quarterbacks. Um, so this is, this is interesting because I think for a while, a lot of the buzz was Chris Vizina, Marcel Reed, um, which we'll get to read in the second segment. He'll be in town this weekend for the junior day. But, you know, I mentioned Rashad has been in town already twice. His father's been there, done that. His father played at Arizona State. Um, so he is familiar with, you know, <laughs> the recruiting process is a little different than when, you know, his father was going through the process. But um, I think that he is someone who is obviously interested in Ole Miss because he's come all the way across the country to visit. And uh, I think this is one to, to keep an eye on. I don't know if there's any sort of timetable um, for a uh, for an announcement or a top schools list, but I think that 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 list that Chad gave us with Ole Miss, Miami, Oregon, BYU, and UCLA is probably a good one to uh, get started on and, and kind Definitely. of work from there. But uh, but yeah, I mean, again, I think it's it's hard to find ready-made dudes. I mean, Arch Manning, number one overall player in the country, probably I would say from a tools perspective in my opinion, the most ready 
to get into a college program tools wise, not saying he would step in day one and start wherever he goes. Cause I mean, that's hard to do. Not many guys do that. Um, some might say Nico Amaliva might be more ready tools wise. I think frame and body wise arches a little bit ahead of Amaliva. People forget. I know that it's, everybody gets caught up in the Manning name. And, you know, oh, well, his uncles and his grandfather. I mean, the dude's 6'4", 215. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a big senior in high school. It's a big dude. <laughs> Especially a quarterback. So, I, I think all around, I mean, take your pick. I mean, they're all super, super talented. And guys that have watched far more quarterback play than me, and have scouted far more quarterback play than me and guys that have been on staffs in college rave about the Zena. So, I mean, it's, it's truly a, I mean, it's hard to pick, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm some expert and I can say who the best one is. I think they all have good traits and they all have things that make them unique and make them talented prospects. Um, but I mean, that list of four guys right there, that Ole Miss is after, it's pretty damn good. And it's interesting, too, with a guy like Rashada, we're talking about needing this time to develop. Like, we think, at least I think, and I know you've said it before, too, that Arch Manning could use a year to develop. Nico could, I think he might be thrust into the starting job right away in Tennessee, but he might not be ready to step in. A guy like Rashada is definitely not ready to step into a college program right away. And I think Oregon might have that expectation for him because they don't really have a definitive future at quarterback. So I wonder if Rashada factors that into the mix. And then as for Ole Miss, kind of on the adjacent side of things, we're talking about these four kind of big name quarterbacks, which really is almost more like five or six in this class. There are five or six dudes who could pan out to be really valuable, viable starting quarterbacks yeah. in Division One college football in this class. And so now you have to wonder if Ole Miss does get a guy like Jaden Rashada, who has now been predicted 50%, can they still go get a Marcel Reed? Can they still get a Chris Vizina? I don't know about Reed, but I was talking to Chris Vizina last night, and I asked him, you know, after seeing the Rashada um, prediction come in, I didn't use any names directly, but I asked him, I said, is your decision affected by another class of 2023 quarterback committing to a particular school? Meaning that if another quarterback in the class of 2023 commits to a school that is on Vizina's list, is that school then out for Vizina? And he said he plans to go wherever the best opportunity is for him. He said he, if another guy is to commit in the class of 2023, that does not affect his decision. Now you can take that with a grain of salt because obviously that will likely affect anybody's decision, but Vizina is going so far as to say that it wouldn't. So there's a chance that Ole Miss could go forward and get a guy like Rashada and still continue to put the full core press on Vizina and end up landing them both to have them both ready to battle it out when Jackson dog goes on to the NFL. So very interesting thing to watch there um, as this quarterback carousel in the class of 2023 continues to spin. All right. Interesting stuff there from Vizina. 
Um, and yeah, like you said, I mean, it's, it's a deep, deep class. Um, when I was in Baton Rouge, I was talking with some guys that were there and, um, that's what we were all kind of discussing was, man, it's, you know, I was asking their thoughts on Arch not competing at a regional and, you know, I don't think he'll get invited to the finals because we, we talked about it a week ago. That would set a dangerous precedent for the future of guys that are super talented and just want to sit out and not compete and still getting an invite. But, you know, I thought it was funny because, and I was talking with, you know, on three's national analyst, Sam Spiegelman, who is as familiar with Arch as anyone. Um, he's super tight with the coaching staff at Isidore Newman. He's seen Arch several times in person. He's talked with Arch. I mean, I thought it was funny because I, I said that I think the elite 11 setup and that competitive atmosphere is catered to Arch's game because he is so fundamentally sound. And I mean, I just think he would just rip through a pro day setup. And I think that just those, those quick, you know, intermediate hitters and throwing off platform. And I, mean, I think that would be something where he could show up at a regional, no matter where it is, throw for 20 minutes. And it would be very easy to say, yeah, that, that guy, he can go to the finals. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were talking about just all the the quarterbacks in this class. I mean, you look at the, you look at the, the, the top um, going through the on three consensus here with Arch at number one, Malachi Nelson's a guy that I feel like people just kind of forget about because he flipped to USC from Oklahoma and, you know, he's so tight with Lincoln Riley, but I mean, absolute dude at number two, Nico at, at three, um, you know, the volleyball freak that can also really spin it. Dante Moore at number four, the guy to Detroit, Notre Dame and Michigan are fighting over him. And you got Vizina at five, Jackson Arnold, another guy that's kind of under the radar because he committed to Oklahoma. He's at six. You got Rashad at seven. Dylan Lonergan at eight, quarterback out of Georgia, Ohio State, South Carolina, Georgia's after him. Eli Holstein, decommitted from AM. Um, he was at that Baton Rouge Regional, wasn't competing, but he was hanging out. Um, Alabama's getting in the mix for him now. I, it, it's how long is Nick Saban going to wait around? Is he going to go go for broke and it's all Arch Manning or nothing? Or is he going to, you know, see if Eli Holstein, they can push for a commitment from him? Um, Pierce Clarkson at 10, the son of Steve. Um, I mean, another guy committed to Louisville at 10. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, this is a really, really good class. I mean, Ricky Collins, I saw him last weekend. He's at 16. Dude was as talented a guy as I've seen in a while. Marcel Reed at 18. Um, I mean, this is, uh, you know, Mac Howard at 24, who's now at, at Oxford High School. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really deep quarterback class. So we're going to continue to monitor um, the arms race. Like I said, I, I kind of like that. It's kind of a literal and figurative term there. But um, continue to monitor what Rashad is doing. I'm sure, as Chad said, he will schedule a visit to Ole Miss soon to meet with uh, Charlie Weiss Jr. and Lane Kiffin again and uh, the rest of the offensive staff. But, uh, yeah, we'll keep you abreast of what is happening. All right. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Junior Day this weekend. Another list of talented dudes coming into Oxford. So we'll touch on who the notable ones are when we get back. So hang tight. This podcast is brought to you by Lamar Yard, Oxford's indoor-outdoor restaurant, bar, and entertainment space on South Lamar. They now have an updated menu with non-barbecue options from Tex-Mex to Mississippi Delta catfish to smash burgers. 
And you can contact Lamar Yard for your private events for the spring and summer. They have a dedicated event coordinator who will help you plan your event from start to finish, and they offer on-site catering. From weddings to Greek parties or corporate events, Lamar Yard is the perfect place to host your next party. Lamar Yard is Oxford's quintessential family and pet-friendly venue, and they look forward to hosting you soon. Check them out at lamaryard.com. And if you want a place for clever dishes and captivating cocktails, look no further than So Wild and South Lamar. Chef Erica and her committed team of food and beverage enthusiasts are bringing top-notch cuisine and libations to you six days a week. Whether it's happy hour three to six, fresh squeezed margaritas, ramen, two-for-one Moscow mules, all that and more, the best and brightest in-house or via curbside pickup. Check them out, solaoxford.com or call them at 662-238-3500 and place your order today. Show also brought to you by Memphis restauranteur Kelly English and his restaurant group in Memphis, Tennessee. The renowned chef and his team are offering nationwide shipping and virtual cooking classes with Cooking with Kelly. You can learn more about the nationwide shipping at irisetc.com and you can also book a virtual cooking class online at table22.com slash iris. Kelly English Restaurant Group in Memphis, Second Line Restaurant Iris and the Magnolia House down on the coast in Biloxi. Show is also brought to you by Cherokee Valley Golf Course in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Get on over, see Cody Allen and the rest of the crew take on their challenge of the wide plush Zoiza fairways and large championship Bermuda greens. They've got two putting greens to hone in your game with the flat stick, the driving range, and a chipping green to tighten up that short game. Book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com or give them a call at 662-893-4444. All right, we are back here on Not Committed. Zach, Barry, Grayson, we're with you. All right, Grayson, another weekend, another junior day for Ole Miss. Talented bunch coming in. We're going to touch on uh, the notable ones here. Um, I think first and foremost, in my opinion, the big one, Centarian Perkins, the linebacker out of Raleigh, he will be back in town. Took a visit to Alabama, did the whole – Thing there, met with Nick Saban, took a picture with him in his office, did all the uniform stuff. He is back in Oxford. I think he is as important as anyone in this class because of the position he plays and the caliber of athlete that he is. Um, when I was in Baton Rouge, I was talking with Sam Spiegelman and a couple other national guys, and they raved about his versatility and just the type of player he is. Um, there was one guy that was there, it was a former director of player personnel um, at several power five schools. And he said that he was as talented as anyone that he's seen in the last couple of years, just the ability to play multiple positions, run as well as he does, as big as he is. I think that's the big one off the bat. Yeah. Uh, see, he's, he's committed to Ole Miss but he's still doing the kind of song and dance, like you said, with Alabama. And he's keeping his recruitment open despite his commitment. So he's a very curious one to watch because if he comes to Ole Miss this weekend, it's a real, or not if, when he comes to Ole Miss this weekend, it's a real opportunity for the Rebel staff which is now looks different on the defensive side of the ball since Perkins first committed to really solidify 
this is where you need to be. This is where you want to be. We want you here. Stick with us because you have the real opportunity. And, and I think he does to step into the defense on day one as if not a starter, then a very valuable role player cycling in for fresh legs. And if he can get to Oxford this weekend and really be thrilled with the changes that have been made on the defensive side of the ball, can see that the system he committed to last year is pretty much verbatim the same under the new defensive coordinators, the co-defensive coordinators, then he's a very big get. 6'3", 210-ish. And like you said, just a freak athlete. So having him in a system that is a three, two, six, or I don't even like defining it. We've said this before. I don't like defining Ole Miss's defense in terms of numbers because it's really just athletes being athletes. And Perkins is an athlete. He plays running back on offense. So he's clearly fast enough and strong enough. Actually, I believe he plays in a triple offense, triple option offense. So he touches the ball a lot. And when he's not touching the ball, he's running dudes over on offense. Put that on the defensive side of the ball, and you've got a guy who is remarkably athletic, playing probably like a weak side linebacker role. You could rush him off the edge. He's just going to blow by some of those slower offensive tackles. You can put him into coverage as a zone defender and trust that he's able to cover a tight end over the middle, certainly. He could even cover some of those slot receivers coming across the middle because he's not too far off of them. So Perkins being in Oxford this weekend is big. Ole Miss really needs yeah. to get him to say, okay, you know, I'm already a hard commit, but after leaving Oxford this weekend, like it's done. I'm not going to go visit any more Alabamas. I'm not going to go take a look at Arkansas, Auburn, Florida, all the other schools that are in the mix. Georgia's obviously always in the mix because they're now the reigning national champion for him to leave this weekend saying my recruitment is done. Ole Miss is the thing is the goal. And he would be a phenomenal addition to a team that has not, I can't even remember the last time Ole Miss recruited a linebacker of significant quality. Um, Perkins would be that guy. So having him leave Oxford as, okay, like this is my team and having him maybe go recruit some other defensive guys to join him would be very big. Yeah. I mean, look, I've already stuck my neck out there and, and, and said who I think he reminds me of. Um, and I, I mean, it's just the, everything about his game, the frame, maybe it's because he's from Mississippi as well. He just reminds me of Tony Connor. Yeah. Um, extremely versatile, long, really makes plays everywhere. Um, and that was, you know, the talk that I had with, you know, the former staffer when I was in Baton Rouge, he was just like, man, he just, he just does everything well. And, you know, that's kind of typical for a high caliber four or five star player. You know, they're more than likely, unless they're at, you know, just an absolute factory, like a, a modern day or an IMG, um, somewhere where there's just tons and tons of talent everywhere and you don't have to do it all. Most of the time, you know, these types of players do everything for their high school just because they're the best player on the field at all times. But um, yeah, I mean, look, I, 
I think regardless of what he says, whether that's on record, off record, behind closed doors, whatever, I think he's still going to take his visits and, and I don't knock anyone for doing that. You might as well do it. It's, I mean, look, you you go and enjoy the process while you can. I think Alabama and Georgia are going to always be there until signing day, just because of the allure of playing for Nick Saban and playing for that program and having a chance to go to the next level. I mean, they're the best to do it. Um, There's a reason why they recruit so well. And then Georgia, I, I think that they've been the loudest competition up until now with Alabama getting in the mix, but the connection with Nicobe Dean being there, you know, Hey, this guy came over from Mississippi. He was an all American. Now look at him. He's going to go to the NFL. You can come do that too. I think that there's, there's that whole pool. Um, I am interested to see, I think they'll still be in it. I don't think they'll skip a beat, but no more Matt Luke on that staff. So they don't really have a true Mississippi connection there, but I still think that Suntarian is going to listen to the Bulldogs and take a visit there as well. But I, I still think Ole Miss is fine here. I mean, he mentioned, you know, he dreamed of playing for Ole Miss, being from Mississippi. He was super excited when he committed. Um, he's been to Oxford several times now. Um, but, yeah, like you said, meeting new linebackers coach Maurice Crum will be big. Um, and then meeting the rest of the new faces that are on staff, solidifying that commitment um, will be huge. All right, a couple other guys from Nashville will be in town, Justin Brown and Marcel Reed. Um, Justin Brown, the four-star wide receiver out of Blackman up the road in Murfreesboro, and then Marcel Reed, the quarterback from Montgomery Bell Academy here inside Music City. They will both be in town. Um, We've talked quite a bit about Marcel Reed, but Justin Brown is a guy that I think is really kind of flying under the radar. Um, Not super well-known, but obviously people respect his game being rated a four-star. He's uh, the number 50 wide receiver in the on-three consensus. Um, Ole Miss, Tennessee, Penn State, Mississippi State, Memphis, everybody's after him. Um, I, this is another guy. I mean, you, you look at the the size and, and kind of what Ole Miss likes to recruit at the receiver position, 6'2", 185, um, put up some really big numbers for Blackman High School as a junior. Um he, along with Reed, if you can get that quarterback wide receiver duo in town at the same time to kind of get them talking, um, you know, hey, maybe we play together at the next level. I think these two guys are are definitely two to keep an eye on this weekend. Yeah, Justin Brown, I mean, he he was over the 1,000-yard 1, mark as a receiver last year and scored double-digit touchdowns as a junior. So he's someone who – isn't getting as much attention as maybe he deserves because he's really, really good um, and could immediately be an impact in whatever wide receiver room he ends up in at Ole Miss. That would be kind of somewhere between that slot role and kind of like an X receiver where you put him on the inside because he's not quite a deep ball threat to the same way that maybe some of the other players on the team could and will be. Um, but you could use him a lot like they use Jonathan Mingo, where you can get him out in space sometimes on the deep ball if you want, but you could also bring him across the middle of the field and trust that at 6'2", 185, he probably plays closer to 200 in college. He's able to withstand those hits and make big plays over the middle in traffic. Um, would be a very valuable guy to bring in, obviously Ole Miss has this recent track record of 
wide receivers, Justin Brown would just be another guy there. And then we've talked at nauseum about Marcel Reed. So I won't go too deep there, but when you look at kind of the schools that are really in the mix for him, Florida, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, Georgia, and Ole Miss are kind of the big five. Um, certainly that's the case on the on three database and all three of those, all five of those schools outside of Vanderbilt, well, Vanderbilt and Florida, I guess like Georgia, Ole Miss and Tennessee pretty much have their quarterback position shirt up for the next year, if not two years, if not in Tennessee's case, three or four years. Um, so you have to wonder how Reed looks at himself. Does he see himself as someone who can get in and start right away? I don't think so, because I think he understands he needs some more time to develop too. Or would he rather go to a program that fits him best, that he feels best in the system, um, and, and just is comfortable with his place as a backup. So then you have to wonder with a guy like Marcel Reed, if you get him on campus this weekend, he loves Ole Miss, loves everything about the campus and is ready to commit. That again goes back to what we talked about in the first segment. It just further muddies that quarterback picture to where Ole Miss might have a real shot at Vizina, Marcel Reed, Rashada, one, two, three. All three of those guys are very much in the mix for Ole Miss. How does Reed getting to campus this weekend play into that bigger picture? Only time will tell. So very curious to know how he feels coming out of that visit because it could play a big role in how the Ole Miss quarterback position looks over the course of the next three years. Yeah, for sure. Um, and again, Marcel Reed is very familiar with Oxford. He's been there several times. Uh, real quick, as we rewind for just a second, uh, Sontarian Perkins, this will be his sixth visit to Oxford since last summer. So That's a lot. Um, if you're following the visits there, um, regardless of what he's doing at Alabama and Georgia, seems to like his commitment to Ole Miss and has been there several times. All right, one more 2023 guy that's big um, for this weekend, Madden Sanker, uh, the interior offensive lineman from Georgia. Saw him at the Under Armour Next Camp in Atlanta. Um, I mean, a lot to like there from Mr. Sanker, extremely, extremely physical. Uh, a guy that's 6'4", 300 plus, but I mean, moved very, very well for a guy of that stature. Um, listed as an interior guy on On3's database, I think he's gonna stay there. I just think that he's athletic enough to be a power five starter within a year or two, probably a year two guy, just cause interior play in the SEC or power five in general is just, it's tough with how physical and how athletic interior defensive linemen are now, but number eight interior offensive lineman in the country per the on three consensus, the ninth ranked player in Georgia, Bulldogs, Louisville, Michigan state, North Carolina, among others are recruiting him. He will be in town. Um, this is a guy that I think that Jake Thornton and the staff would love to get in sooner rather than later. Yeah. I love everything about Madden Sanker. 
His recruitment is wide open. It, it seems like it's kind of down to four schools, but it really is wide open. Michigan State, Ole Miss, Louisville, and Georgia are all in the mix. It does not seem like there's a lean in any of the four directions. North Carolina's hanging around. Oregon's there. Tennessee's there. There's a bunch of offers. I mean, there's nothing – there's no reason not to offer a guy like Madden Sanker, 6'4", 306. I mean, you could put him foreseeably as a right tackle – in the sec and he would just be just fine but what's so fun about him is despite his size like you said you move him to the interior he's just a dude he's ridiculously fast for 306 pounds you probably cut him down to closer to 300 just just kind of lean him out a little bit when he gets to the collegiate collegiate level but stupid fast and if you could put him in a system like the one that Charlie Weiss runs at Ole Miss, where there's a lot of motion and a lot of different moving parts. You could have Madden Sanker as a pulling guard who is just going to absolutely live in the nightmares of opposing defenses. Because if you catch him out in open space, you might as well just like roll over and lie down at that point. Don't even challenge him because he's going to get in there and he is going to bowl you over and put you 10 feet under. So having a guy like Madden Sanker, wherever he ends up, but if he ends up in Ole Miss, like you said, I think he's a year two guy. You need a year to, to get ready and, and just transition to that SEC level, um, especially as an offensive lineman where you're going up against 200, 250 pound guys in high school, you get to the collegiate level, you're looking at 250 on the low end for a defensive tackle. That's a big transition. Um, but Sanker, yeah, I love everything about him. I mean, he is everything you look for from a guard. You could even push him inside and teach him how to snap if you needed to play him at center. You probably don't have to because you want that athleticism at that guard position to just have him come down you know, the inside of the offensive line in front of a running back and just clear a hole for Zach Evans, for Ulysses Bentley, for Quinshawn Judkins to just have all kinds of room in the second level. So Sanker would be a significant get to the point where, I mean, I would be doing cartwheels if I was the offensive staff in Oxford and I was to receive a commitment from him. He's so much fun. And there's so much room for him to grow. And he already has grown so much over the course of the last two or three years as a player that once you get him into a college system, once you teach him uh, Charlie Weiss's offense, man, he would be just a really violent trench warrior that you would love to get in blue and red. Yeah. All right. Stay uh, locked in with uh, almost spirit at on three.com. We will have news and notes ahead of the weekend and from the weekend as these notable prospects and more will be in town for the junior day. Um, also, before I forget, make sure to like subscribe and leave a review for not committed again, helps us get better. Tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. It'll uh, help us improve and uh, give you a great product two times a week here on the Not Committed podcast as part of the Talk of Champions Network. All right, last break. When we come back, we're going to talk quick hitter on some NIL news that popped yesterday. I want to get your thoughts, Grayson, because I have some I have some, some takes here, but I want to hear what you have to say. So hang tight. Last break, and then we'll be back to close up shop.
Podcast brought to you by Protection Unlimited Incorporated, the Mid-South's leader in commercial and residential alarm security. Wayne Lowry and his team have been serving the greater Memphis area and North Mississippi for 50 plus years and would love to get your business and or family protected today. They offer cutting edge security for your home or business with video surveillance options and they're monitoring 24 7 365. You can reach them via phone at 901-754-6510 or email them at info at protectionunlimited.com. Podcast also comes to you thanks to Bluff City Advisory Group, Memphis's leading team of finance professionals. They can provide advanced assistance with financial planning, pension and qualified plan support, and business and estate planning strategies. Former Ole Miss Rebel and founding partner Ben Still, along with his elite level customer service team, make it their goal to help you meet the ongoing demands of your financial needs. Learn more about them at bluffcityadvisory.com. Podcast brought to you by the Barry Home Team. You're ready to sell and make the most net profit from your home. Call Stacy and Rick Berry today. They will lead you through the process from property assessment, repairs, staging, and putting that sold sign in your yard. Both have earned the multi-million dollar club member status, and they would love to assist you today in your real estate ventures. Call them 901-481-6420 or 901-461-6421. After you have talked to the Berry Home Team, you can talk to Saddle Creek Title, another proud sponsor of the show. They're the Mid-South's leader in client-focused, innovative closing solutions. Neil Hanna and his team are more than just a real estate closing firm. They are dedicated to going the distance to ensure the ease and growth of your real estate business. Find more information at SaddleCreekTitle.com or call them 901-753-1600. Show brought to you by Davis McCord State Farm. If you're looking for good neighbor service and surprisingly great insurance rates, look no further than Davis and his team. They are your one-stop shop in Alabama, Arkansas, Tennessee, and Mississippi for the service you deserve at the price you want. So stop looking around, give Davis a call. He is ready to help. 901-755-6110 and get your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right, we are back here on Not Committed. Zach Berry, Grayson, we're with you. All right, Grayson, Adidas 
announced a sweeping new NIL opportunity to become brand ambassadors for uh, any college athlete. The uh, tweet that went out from front office sports breaking Adidas is opening its NIL network to every college athlete and an Adidas partnered NCAA D1 university. The wide sweeping NIL network is the first among major sports brands. More than 50,000 athletes across 23 sports and 109 schools can become paid Adidas ambassadors. All right. So this obviously doesn't include Ole Miss because they are a Nike university, but I wanted to, to hear your thoughts on this. I think it's on the face. It's pretty cool. Um, for them to open up their doors to uh, potentially have college athletes come in and be brand ambassadors. Um, Elizabeth Swinton of Sports Illustrated went into detail on the campaign, said, quote, the initiative is the latest chapter of Adidas's, quote, impossible is nothing campaign, which promotes the brand's goal of creating a more equitable and inclusive future in sports. To start, athletes will have the chance to profit through commission links, but Adidas plans to also offer elevated opportunities at a brand partnership and entrepreneurial level. Um, all right, so first thing for me, if I was a college athlete, I wouldn't care because Adidas is trash. But it is a great <laughs> opportunity for college athletes to get, you know, as our, our, our boys over at a hand in the dirt would call it some wham money. So walking around money as you're in college. Uh, I, I mean, I think it's cool, but I mean, me personally, I'm a Nike guy. I, I think Adidas um, sucks, but I mean, it's, it's pretty cool that, that they're doing this and, and trying to usher in a new era of NIL and for schools that are Adidas schools like Mississippi state or Texas A&M. Um, I don't really know any other off the top of my head because, again, I don't like Adidas, but uh, but it's cool, right? I think it's awesome. I don't know why it took them so long. I don't know if they needed to, like, iron out the legality and all that stuff, and I don't know why other brands aren't doing the same thing. It's basically, I mean, more or less, it's it's the same thing as you see on Instagram with these influencers who are out there, you know, saying, oh, check out this outfit I wore today, by the way, link in bio. It's the same idea just for Adidas. And it won't cost Adidas a penny. You know, in the grand scheme of things, it's going to be... Oh, it's a drop in the bucket. It's brilliant. I don't know why other brands aren't doing the same thing because you've got D1 professional athletes who are getting all this gear to begin with. Now, I don't know what this ambassador ship looks like with adidas um i don't know if you're getting you know some more gear so maybe the athletes say oh i already have enough you know given to me by the school or maybe it's a situation where they give you five bucks a month or a hundred bucks a month or what whatever it is if you're a college athlete especially those in the underrepresented sports perhaps away from football baseball basketball why wouldn't you sign up? I mean, it's brilliant. You post once or twice on Instagram, on Twitter, and just say, hey, I'm loving this Adidas shirt I got today. Shout out Adidas. You know, go use my 20%. It's the same thing that influencers do on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But for college students, it's brilliant. I think it's a genius marketing strategy that every other brand should be doing as well. And I don't know why they're not because it's just more exposure for less cost 
get it done. I mean, it's, it's brilliant. I think it's a great, great idea from Adidas. Yeah. Um, speaking of brands and being a Nike guy, took an L this morning on the Jordan one golf shoes. Oh, Just no. hate to see it. Um, it's tough. Put I was there the right at 9 a.m. local time. Couldn't get it. Even went up half a size and still couldn't get them. So it's tough. But uh, hey, you live and you learn. The so. grind continues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> um, everyone knows that if I had gotten those, that you know my handicap would have improved by five or six strokes. So, um, all right, that's gonna do it <laughs> for Thursday edition of Not Committed. Again, stay locked in. Almost Spirit, part of on three We will have updates on the weekend, Junior Day. What? guys are doing what they're saying what kind of uniforms they're wearing i'm sure we'll cover it all next week on tuesday again like subscribe leave a review and uh make sure to stay locked in with uh what we're doing also want to remind you um our very own ben garrett tweeted out earlier this morning that uh there's a special running at om spirit ten dollars for four months come join that's a steal right there. For four months. That's it. Ten dollars. Do it for four months. Hey, if you don't like it, no hard feelings. So the price has been slashed from $40 for four months to 10. So you can go find that link. We'll post it on the site and you can find it on my Twitter. I retweeted it. You can also find the original tweet from one Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. But yeah, come give us a shot. You'll get uh all of the just Tons and tons and tons of information that is behind the old paywall. Yeah, four months for $10. That's, I mean, come on. That's great. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. All right, Grayson, once again, appreciate you. Thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in. Thanks to the sponsors for making it possible. Until next week, we out.